0: To enter the profession, it's such a low barrier to entry that agents don't think that they need to put money into their marketing. But, you know, if you want to be a top producer, you become a marketer first. Marketer first will
1: get you to be a top producer. So the question is this. How do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchasteghi, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. State Rockstars. Hey, this is Aaron Buchiseggi. Today I'm interviewing Krista Mayshore. Krista's out in the Bay Area. Before we hit record, we started talking like crazy about you know being investing in the same market. Some really, really fun stories that we will probably get to discuss when I'm on her podcast later. You guys are going to hear more about her podcast later. But she is calling in today from San Francisco. Krista, how's it going out there?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I mean, we could we could have talked for hours. I was getting like remembering the good old days, the bad old
1: days. <laughs> the, good old, the good, bad, the 2009 to 2012 era of foreclosures and banks on short sales and REOs. Right now, people are worried we're at a kind of related to that. People are kind of like, hey, we're at a peak right now. And is there going to be another crash? I tell myself that I think that there's, still, it feels a lot like the peak from back then, but it also feels like it's just going to keep on going. What do you feel like? You're in San Francisco, very different. I'm in Austin, Texas. So it feels like everything is like, what's going to break this. You're in San Francisco. When I looked at a neighborhood in there recently, there was a ton of houses for sale in the neighborhood and they range from like 5 million to 50 million in the same like six blocks. So what, what do you feel like the market's doing and going to be doing?
0: So just to be clear, I'm, I'm about an hour from San Francisco. You said you were from Sacramento. I'm in Brentwood. So I'm in the middle between Sacramento and San Francisco. I live in discovery Bay. So, um, so here's what I think. I mean, I sold, I've sold like hundreds and hundreds of foreclosures, probably over a thousand. I had, you know, I sold like crazy foreclosures and, Back then when the when the market crashed, they were selling, you know, A paper, a, a, a D paper as A paper. Houses were appraising from one day to the next, 200,000 more. You know, there was just so much fraud that was going on, um, you know, in the mortgage industry. I think that had a lot to do with it. And those kind of things are not happening now, right? Like you, they want your firstborn's blood type to get a loan. Okay. You know, there's high, there's very, very strict appraisal guidelines. Um, you just don't see those indicators, and I, you know, if you do all the research right now, all the experts are analyzing through 2022. We're going to still see appreciation around three and a half percent is what they're predicting. And but I, I think that within the next 12 to 18 months, based upon the unemployment and all that, that we may see like a 10, 12 percent drop. I think we might see a little bit of a drop, but I, but nothing like I mean, in my area and and where you were, Sacramento, we declined 75 and 80 percent. I mean, we. You know, million dollar homes were going for 200,000. I'm not even exaggerating at all. It was that right. bad around here. Yeah. So we're, we won't see that, I can't imagine. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 10, 12% drop in about a year, year and a half. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah. That's cool. The not a lot of, I, the, you're unique in that. And I love being able to hear all sorts of that. But you got to see some of the craziness before we were, we were home builders in 07 and down in Atwater. Houses that were previously getting listed for seven hundred thousand ended up selling for like a hundred, hundred twenty. It was, it was nuts. New homes too. So like the people yeah. that bought at seven hundred, like like people are like, what causes the foreclosure crisis? Well, is if you bought if you bought a house for seven hundred and someone else got the same house for a hundred in your neighborhood, a year later, like that sucks. Like you're you're not keeping that house. Why would you? You can't sell. It, you can't anything. So everyone's like, all right, I'm done. It They're does gonna-
0: suck, and you know you can't like we couldn't advise people you know to. To, to short sale, but it's like, I legally can't tell you what to do, but I mean, it's like, it's going to be a while. And, and so many people stuck, not so many people, and most people actually did foreclosure or short sale, but it's like, it took them so many years to get back. And we're, we're now finally back. We're back to where we were right I'm in our area. So I'm selling houses now, like actually the same houses that I sold back then I'm reselling them now for, um, so this is crazy. I'm going to get onto a tangent, but so my parents, we bought a new home, right? They, they bought a house two doors down from me. 2 years and 1 day later so we bought their house for 499,000 2 years and 1 day later I sold their house for 1.17 so more than double in yep. two years, that's just not normal. That that's not normal appreciation. That's that should never have happened, right? And that's the reason why. But you're not seeing that now. Now we're seeing, you know, bidding wars a hundred thousand over and all that. We are we are seeing that it's kind of starting to slow down in the upper, you know, million million dollar range. Because where I'm at, the average price point is around seven fifty, but my average price point is around a million. Um, but we're starting to see that just a little bit kind of slow down from where you know from the past couple months because it's just been crazy time with low inventory um and also too another thing that might not be so bad is because lumber is so expensive they're not building as many new homes there's not as many new homes that that are going to be that that are um that you know permits that have been pulled so you know we're we're fine we're not going to crash like that so i wouldn't stress
1: (laughs) That's really cool. So the when people are saying it feels a lot like the last crash, they should, you guys should go back and listen to what Krista just said where it's it's different. There's some similarities of stuff and there's some similar things that might happen, but but similar is like a very loose word because there's so many things that are still so different, so very different. When did you get your license? When did you first got license?
0: your license in 2001, so that happened 20 years.
1: 20 years the and so back then real estate that was right when real estate kind of started to boom again. The I guess end of two thousand one two thousand two they started lowering interest rates in two thousand one two thousand two where uh, where were you when you got licensed Were you in Brentwood when you first got licensed Yep, yeah, I
0: was in Brentwood. I sold a sixty nine houses my first year in the all all buyers. I worked by myself with no other help. Sixty nine homes, all buyers. My first year.
1: How did you get your first deal? How did you get all of your customers your first year in real estate? That's what everybody um, wants to do 69 houses their first year.
0: Back then I did like open houses and the normal thing, but I always tried to look at what everyone else was doing and try to do it better. So like, for example, my first listing that I got, so while everybody else was doing you know, a black and white flyer, if they were even doing flyers, I back then was doing four page colored brochures and I would put like a little CD on the house that had like 50 pictures in it. And then I would, I would advertise my, my properties on TV um, I just like invested, got a loan out, and just created every listing. Like, you know, once I got a listing, like it was gold, you know? And then once I got my first listing, I quickly got so many more because people saw what I did that was different than everyone else. So, like, my first year, 69 buyers, and then second year, like over 100 homes. And then I was ranging down towards like more sellers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're starting as buyers. I like that first. You said, I'm looking at what everyone else is doing and I'm just going to do it better. I'm just going to do it way better. And if you do that, I mean, that works whether you did it in 2001 or whether you're doing it now. You Mm -hmm. do what everybody else is doing, but do it better. And it sounds simple, but it's also like trying to think like the four page flyer, the CD, so people can see the pictures as they go home. Like uh, really, really cool. So Now you're, so 20 years later, what advice would you give yourself now looking back to that agent when they first started? Like you've done a lot of real estate now. Like what if you're, if someone's a new agent and they say, Krista, what should I be thinking about? What would you be telling them?
0: So right now I would tell them that they need to incorporate video into their business. And I'll tell you why in in a second, but video is their most powerful tool as a brand new agent or as an agent who's doing 20 deals that wants to go to 40 or as a top producer that's doing hundred that wants to go to 200 and scale quickly. Uh, that is the fastest way for them to be able to increase their business and, and do it um, easier, right? So they're not having to do open houses and cold call and door knock. They can just produce content, properly distribute it. So it's actually being seen, put a budget behind it. And um, if they do that consistently in a year's time, I believe that a, a brand new agent can start outperforming a top producer. That's just been a top producer by default. As long as they have, they do what I said originally, do things better than everyone else does on the back end, right? So once they get those listings and get those clients, they outperform their competitors by having, you know, a really strong, unique value proposition where they are very, very different. If they can do that, like they'll blow it out of the park.
1: All right. So there's a lot of stuff there. So first it's, it's, they need to learn how to be an agent. They need to learn how to do the listing. They need to learn how to be a buyer's agent and then do it better. Right. So that's the performance part. And there's a million ways to do that. There's a million ways to learn how to be a good agent, how to, and then, and then see it and do better. There's lots of coaching programs out there. But let's, but lead gen part is the part that is, um, that you really jumped out in there. So it's like creating the video. You said, one, you said, do it easier so it can scale. You said, use the proper way to push it out to people. And then put a budget behind it so that it it like kind of works. Let's break that down a little bit. So when it comes to you're saying like make easier videos, what's your first like if somebody's like, what's the first video should I make? What's the first what's the second video I should make? What what are their first couple of videos they should make?
0: Okay, so let's just so how I what I was what I always try to identify is okay, what what problem is the market having? So for example, the past six months, it's just been a low inventory problem, right? Yep. So most people will think, oh, let me figure out how I can tell my buyer to Have remove contingencies, give a free rent back, increase earnest money, you know, just give a hundred thousand over asking how to get
1: your offer accepted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but I'm thinking who the heck wants buyers, right? So I'm thinking what, what's the problem that sellers are experiencing? Sellers are experiencing the fact that they're afraid to sell because they're afraid that they will not be able to find a a replacement home and they're going to be homeless. So I create all video content regarding who I'm trying to go after. I'm, I want sellers right now. The problem sellers are having is they do want to sell, they just don't know where they're gonna be able to go. So all my video content is about, hey, are you thinking of selling, but you, you're afraid you're gonna be homeless, right? Oh my gosh, I totally get it. Like I would be afraid of that too. Hey, I'm Kristen Maysher with Homes by Kristen Eats Realty and I've been selling real estate for 20 years. In fact, last month alone, we helped 13 sellers just like you sell their house right here in Brentwood and be able to find a replacement property. And here's the three strategies of how we help them. Boom, at the end, call to action.
1: Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchasteghi for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro- their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, Hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, Hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for 220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process but so many of you guys out there are such good agents it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home so again go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you asking you to make an offer on their home
0: now i take that video right and then people that watch that video. So I'll I'll take that video. I'll create an ad through Facebook and I will not just boost. I create an ad. I'll put a $200 budget behind it. Or maybe you can do 50 or whatever you want to do. I like to do 200 because I want to get, you know, four or five, 600 hours of watch time. And then I'll say, okay, great. The people that watch that video are probably thinking of selling. Now send them another video about selling, right? Something about selling to help them again, just information. I'm not saying give me anything. It's just, positioning myself as the authority, becoming the solution, nurturing them and, and letting them re- realize that I have solutions. And then after watching two of those videos, then I'll say, Hey, would you like me to give you a home evaluation? You know, from, and they're like, yes, I'd like a home evaluation. And then when they ask me for a home evaluation, and then at that point, what I'll do is I will drop off like my book, you know, what to expect when selling your home in East County, which is like a real book. It's not a cheesy ghost written pile of crap book. It's a real great book. Then I'll send them my marketing plan Then I'll um, deliver that CMA, like literally hand deliver the CMA. Then we'll go back to the office. We'll do a loom about the CMA. So they're seeing our faces. We're reviewing the loom. And then we put them into our serum because we have their contact information. And then they're getting a a digital copy of the marketing plan, a digital copy of the book. Like, you know, and so now I do like six things. And um, anybody else has just sent them a digital copy if they requested, right? So like doing, that's what I mean by seeing what people are doing and realizing how I can be different. No one else will do that. People are like, well, isn't it expensive to print the book? And yes, it was $3. So
1: so what's, what's the title of your book?
0: It's so I've got, this is the same. So this one's called what to expect when selling your East County home, the savvy seller.
1: So anybody could do that. Like, so that's a book topic for anybody in any city, right? Like, so if you're, so would you say somebody should say if they're agent in Boston, they can say what to expect when selling your home in Boston?
0: Yes, but they have to write the book.
1: When this is, right, it'll, have to, it'll have to be, it'll have to be real, yeah. and it'll have to go go through the work. But when you're trying to look different than other agents, I, I've seen a lot of people write books. I have have nobody whose book was in such a niche that it was like, here's my county. Like this book is for people selling in this county, and yeah. I have yet to see that.
0: But we also, so then I have the same book, and I have my my neighborhood guy I farm. What you expect when selling your Deer Ridge and Shadow Lakes home?
1: Right? All right. So the, are they similar? You change-
0: the same. There's nothing different. They're exactly the same, except the only difference is the cover. And and then I have one that says what to expect when selling your home. So if somebody calls you, they're not in East County. They get what to expect when selling your home. If they're in my, in my, in my farming area, they get this one. If they're in my East County, they get this one. Right.
1: You put forth the effort to write it. You know, you could, people can use uh,
0: divorce everything.
1: Yeah. So you put the book in there. You have like a few different, we, we sell uh, websites for people to do like, you know, if someone types sell my house in Austin, we tell them you have to make 10 landing pages in case they say sell my house in Travis County or sell my house in Williamson County or sell my house in Barton Creek. So, you're, so it's like, it's the same thing. We say copy that website page, but you're going to have 50 different landing pages that all say the name that people are asking. And you're doing the same thing with books you're dropping off. You've got a book that's going to work. You change your cover over. So now somebody you make the video you push it on facebook people get to you that's half the battle fairly easy process anybody can make a good video based on what you said run ads and get a lead as soon as you get that lead you are bombarding them with this is why i'm awesome here's the book here's the other thing and then and then you mentioned sending them like videos and everything else
0: yes yeah, so they get they get the book they get a marketing plan they get the loom video going over the actual CMA. They get the is CMA that marketing
1: that plan personalized for them, or is it well, no? It's Thursday just a, for like it's all just a, county houses. So,
0: like, this is the marketing. I'll show you. So, right, this one, this is, uh, this is, it's, it's. It's changing right now because this is like the, a newer one. We're just, we just ordered the real one. This is- For
1: you guys on YouTube, Chris has shown me all sorts. She's like running around her office and she's got books yeah. out of everywhere. Yeah,
0: this is the right. marketing plan. So uh, yeah. but we just, we're updating it to a better look. So that's why you see this cheesy, you know, thing here. It's it's nicely bound and it's really pretty. So they get this, but then they get it digitally too. So like all these things that, that we do, I mean, honestly, this is like $2. This it cost me like, you know, 20,000 to write the book. But I literally just ordered 24,500 copies and and dropped it off to every house in Brentwood about eight months ago. And I will tell you, I don't even go on listing appointments anymore. But my brother's like, oh, my God, we just have three listing appointments. And I dropped the book off like, oh, no, we already got it. We got it six months ago. So they don't they don't they don't throw this away. You know what I
1: mean? You bought 24,000 copies of your book. Did you drop them on just set them on the front porch? Did you mail them? I put
0: them I had I hired a company. So I had them delivered in a bag. And from China, right? And then I hired a company that does like paper outs and they literally just threw them on everyone's porch. <laughs> like every realtor right. in the world hates me because they're like, oh, my God, Chris, did it again. You know, she's she's
1: that's relentless. It's been like $100,000 and then you get all that out there. But then now forever, you're going to have like, that's so funny that everybody there is like, no, we've already seen the book.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, literally three of them. And so, and then one of the po- appointments he went on, they had the neighbor that was there too. And she's like, oh yeah, I got your book too. Over in Durage, over in a... Uh, Oh, whatever neighbor it was. So we, uh, we it, it was cool, you know?
1: Very cool. So you were going all out on show, just like you said at the beginning, you're doing the stuff everybody else is doing, but you're doing it better. You're getting, and then now you're still getting a, a ton of houses with it. So at a million dollar price point, I think you said you had 70 or 80 houses last year, which is.
0: Yeah. So last year we did, we did 90, which is low for me. I mean, typically I do, but I mean, here's the deal. So here's what's so cool about video content. And I mean, this is, this is so true, Aaron. When you produce a video content, you're winning before you arrive, right? So when somebody calls me, they've already developed a relationship with me. They're seeing me as the authority. I'm breaking down their barriers. They're kind of getting to know me. It's called a one-sided parasocial relationship. They they are calling me already because they think that they, they already like me, right? So I already kind of have it halfway in the bag. And so then each, each time I do this, and I do this, and I do this, I'll, each time it's like I'm increasing my odds of converting. So now when I show up, like people are... We'll have a bag of, you know, Skittles on the counter for me. Oh, I love you. Like Skittles You're you know from your videos. And they, they've they already, they're calling me because they already know that they like me. So now it's to the point where we just create the, I'm the face of the, of the company. My brother now is also in my video content with me. So now he shows up to the listing. I don't even have to show up or ever talk to a buyer or a seller. We only do mostly to sellers. And so the reason our conversions went down last year is because I kind of a little bit, I love to work, like working is fun for me. And so, you know, when I'm selling, we do, the year I left, I left full-time real estate to, you know, change what I was doing. I sold 154 homes. So Josh is not quite as, he's, he's comfortable doing 90, right? Where I'm like, we could be doing 300, are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> so, um, but yes, and that's how, I mean, and so when people call us, they are already sold on us. And then when we do these other things, it just completely seals the deal. And I cannot tell you how many times over the past, you know, years I've heard, well, you're the only person that did that, Krista, like you're the only person that dropped that thing off or nobody else did that. And, and I'm like, yeah, you can expect that kind of service all the way to the end of the transaction. And I'm going to be getting a five star review from you. So just remember that. And, you know, so oh, dude,
1: that's-, that's exactly what you want anyone to say is you're the first person that's ever done that. You're the only person that's ever done that. That's how I'm pulling up your. So as I'm looking, I'm pulling up your Facebook page to try to see some of the. Kind of the videos and the, the different things you're, you're pushing out on your on your regular page on your on your coaching page the are you, do you also do you do YouTube, what's your favorite social media that you use to try to do this
0: so facebook but youtube we put everything else we put everything on facebook and also on our website because of the fact that we want seo so since google owns youtube google loves video content so when you put your videos on uh youtube you're going to start ranking more on like, so if you put like Krista Mayshore on Google, especially if you do like, you'll just see hundreds of pages of that come up of us, especially if you do the video thing, you'll just see video after video after video. Um, Google loves that, right? And so you want to make sure you're, you're putting your videos the other places, but orga- getting a video to rank organically is almost impossible because there's, it's like, billions of hours of video content are uploaded every every month like billions yeah so in order for you to get to get your videos to be seen so like we'll put a 200 ad spend and we'll get anywhere between um you know uh 400 500 600 hours of people watching our videos one video right so imagine we do two videos three videos a week then we're getting like i'm just we're just being seen constantly you know
1: yeah Real Estate Rockstars. This is a commercial break from our podcast sponsor, Housefolios. We're in real estate to find the next big deal, right? We want to find the deal, make money, and then turn around and do it all over again. It can be frustrating having to search through thousands of properties trying to find that Goldilocks property that is just right for your investment goals. That's why we're here to tell you about Housefolios. Housefolios is a management software for single family home investors that makes it simple to find good deals, get financing, and manage your property portfolios all from one platform. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily search for properties, both listed and unlisted, analyze numbers based on your specific assumptions, and provide resources to get you through underwriting and closing. And this is a feature we like most. You can track your numbers at multiple levels. Want to see the returns on the specific property in seconds? Check. How about an entire portfolio of properties you're looking to buy? Check. And then being able to present these properties to investors to become the go-to real estate agent for their investment needs? How awesome is that? Managing your investment properties has never been easier. The best part, it's affordable. Plans start at just $29 a month, 29 bucks to unlock the tools to manage your entire investing cycle all in one place. Check it out at housefolios.com. And if that's not enough, Housefolios is giving our listeners a special rate on an entire year of Housefolios, just 99 bucks. So instead of 29 bucks a month, 99 bucks for the year, head on over to housefolios.com forward slash RERockstars to sign up. Again, head over to housefolios.com forward slash R E Rockstars to get an entire year of Housefolios for only ninety-nine bucks. No, the it's true. I type in your name and it's pages and pages of stuff. And I'm a big fan of that too. I like that idea. So it's putting putting everything on on YouTube because Google really likes that. And then there are the other people that I mean Facebook, so many social media just draws in everybody's attention. And it's the way that I kind of define it is it seems like Instagram is fun short attention spans right so people want to be able to get you know tons of topics from tons of different people and see pictures and other things facebook is like like i can get on instagram and in 5 minutes i can like be done and turn it off on facebook i can get in there and i can get locked in and like the and then all of a sudden look up and be like where where have i been the last hour so with that I, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm not with that. It seems like more Facebook generation, uh, ad, ad generation than Instagram. Do you, do you do Instagram? Yes. So
0: we still do some ads on Instagram, but our, our number one best source has been Facebook. So, you know, we're just now starting to, to, we just, I'm taking some cl- courses right now on YouTube ads. Like on how to do YouTube ads locally. Cause I think if there's a great opportunity there, but by far, if you talk to 15 digital marketers, you know, they will all tell you Facebook is your best source. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. I mean, I mean, there's a reason why every company in the, like you continue to see by billions how much more money people are putting into Facebook because it works. It's like, you know, the average person goes to Facebook 17 times a day. They spend, you know, uh, you know, two and a half hours on social media, you know, a day. The majority of that is is Facebook, right? So you want to be kind of, but if you're looking for a younger generation, Instagram is a great place to do it, but no matter what, you should always, if you run ads on a platform, pick your platform, master that platform before trying to do 18 of them. Pick the platform where your audience is mostly, but make sure you're putting a budget behind it. Because it's funny for me how realtors are the only people that feel like, like, I mean, we, we make more money than, you know, than any doctor or, or attorney that I know. Like, I've, I've been able to make more money as a real estate agent, Right. But to to enter the profession, it's such a low barrier to entry that agents don't think that they need to put money into their marketing. But you know, if you want to be a top producer, you become a marketer first. Marketer first will get you to be a top producer. And then people will say, Oh, I want to be a top producer, but they're not willing to do the things that they need to do to help get them there, right? You've got to invest in yourself. You've got to invest in like right now, I I love it when I hear. Oh, you don't need to do any marketing around the house. They're just selling themselves. And I'm like, what are you doing? When you get a listing, I don't care if it sells in a day. You should be marketing that listing on steroids, doing drone, doing professional photography. Like when you say that it, it's you don't need to do it, you're doing a disservice to the, to your seller, but you're doing a disservice to yourself because you want to expose that that listing, you know, you're always on a job interview. I always say when you're marketing your listings, you're marketing yourself. So you want to be doing that for your sellers, but also doing it for yourself too. Right. And showing that you're not like everyone else. So that when you go on an appointment, if somebody says to me, Oh, well, Krista, this other guy will do, you know, for 2% or whatever. I'm like, well, Hey, let me just show you see this right here. So the national association of realtors shows that 67% of buyers will walk through home that they see online. Right. And we all know everyone loves social media. So from this past week, do you see where it says I had 18,500 engagements? Like I just have the screenshot this week. Yes. Okay. That means 18,500 people engaged with my homes. Now look at my competitors mm-hmm. one, six, 17, right? So, for you to, so we want to make sure that we are exposing your home to the masses. And when we get it out there to the masses, it's going to help generate more money and the best terms for you. So, although everyone else might be saying you don't need to market, I completely disagree. And that's just, you know, it's, they're not giving you really good advice. You know, so and when you can show someone those kind of ads and say, "Hey, here's the past six homes I sold in your neighborhood," and see how we had 300, 400, 800 hours of watch time on each house, and see how we had one hundred twenty seven thousand views, they're just like, "Whoa, oh my gosh!" And then all of that other stuff kind of goes away. So those are the kind of things that we are that we do, and then. Before I even go on a listing presentation, we send a 17-minute long video that talks all about all the marketing that we do. And we talk about how, you know, broker stores aren't effective and open houses. Yes, they work, but really it's your looky-loos and neighbors and how, you know, what we're doing is more the way that buyers are looking. You know, 98% of buyers are starting online and we're showing them that that's how we're marketing, you know. So that's kind of our whole approach is digital marketing.
1: Yeah. Digital marketing and budgeting stuff. You're right. All the other careers out there have to spend a bunch of money on school and or advertising and or, you know, and so you can you can do stuff without spending money. You can there's free ways to get leads, but the but it's tougher to scale faster. And whenever you put money behind something in advertising, a lot of guessing and checking, but you're finding a way to get more eyes on on and real estate's all about how many eyes can you get on. How many, how many people can see me and recognize me because they need to see you 5, 10, 15 times before they say, "Hey, I want to hire Krista to do this." So, you've talked a lot about how to get these deals done. If somebody like right now, what is your advice when somebody says, "How do I get my offer accepted right now?" Krista, like, "How do I how do I get my offer accepted? I know you don't deal with many buyers. You're not a, you don't represent buyers agents much anymore." But as a but as a listing agent, buyer says, "Krista, how do I get my offer accepted? What do you tell them?
0: So, I would always do like a video text to the to the agent, like, hey, it's Krista. I know you're crazy busy right now. You're getting a zillion offers, but you know my buyers are awesome. We've removed contingencies, blah blah blah. And then I would make sure that on my cover letter, and this is just basic stuff, but on my cover letter, I would spell out like everything. Here's the price. Here's the down payment. Here's the terms. Here's the credit score. Here's the you know it's TBD approval. Here's the lender's information. The lender's already called. Like everyone knows this, but do all of those things, and then still try if you can to talk to the agent and just be friends, like compliment them. Let them know what a great job they're doing marketing and how busy, you know, they are, but develop that rapport, guarantee them that your buyers are going to close. You understand the market. It's going to be easy. You're not going to ask for a lot of stuff. You've, you've done your due diligence. You know, like this is going to be a slam dunk of of a, of a deal. And, and, you know, as much as people think, oh, that's not going to work, but it, it does sometimes. Like when somebody sees that you're, um, somebody that, it has done their due diligence and you say hey i'm going to give you a 40,000 above list price here's you can see here that i have the difference you know, in this bank account, plus my down payment, here's a copy of my credit score, like just give them everything so they don't have to ask and find out exactly what that seller wants and give it to them. If they want a three week rent back, give them a four week rent back, right? Just do what it takes to, to to get that. And also educate your buyers, make sure your buyers understand what the market's doing. If you lose on a listing, call that agent and ask can you please let me know what happened or if they won't track it so you can then start showing accumulation of what's happening so you could show that data to your buyers and say, Hey, look, here's the last 10 offers we've written. Here's what we wrote. Here's what it was listed for. Here's what it ended at so that they can analyze the data to be able to make an educated decision.
1: Yeah. Well, Krista, you've already got to tell you know, everybody on here. There, there's a lot of advice you've given people already. So right behind you, I see this Krista Mayshore coaching What's what do you do for coaching? What's your what's your program that you do?
0: So we teach agents how to utilize social media and video um, to attract, connect and convert clients. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we give them like all these tools, you know, to, to be able to convert them. So Uh, And one thing I didn't say is like when you when you do video, right, the conversions are so much easier. So if you if you're paying for Zillow leads, okay, those leads are going to so many different agents. And then when you talk to people, they've already talked to 100 agents and they're not serious. But when you utilize video and you're collecting leads through video, those people answer the phone. They know who you are. They want to talk to you. It's such a different conversation after, uh, you know, you've been doing that, this for a little bit of time. And it takes about six months and most people don't want to give it the six months that it takes. And video is very hard to do. Like they are so caught up in the way they look and how they sound and are they going to make a mistake and sound stupid. But once they can get past that, like it will dominate, it'll help them dominate what they're doing, you know? But yeah, we teach people how to utilize video, uh, properly get it out there. So it's actually being seen. And then we give them all the tools to help them convert um, it's like, it's kind of like you're buying a business in a box, sort of like a franchise, but we really give you like every little thing that you need to kind of stand out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. So the, that's interesting. You said it's a different sort of lead, right? So totally. when people are coming and I've had a few guys on the podcast at different times that are huge YouTube agents, you know, and they've said the same thing, like these guys up in Portland, you know, they've, they've built these giant YouTube pages and they say people call them and talk to them like their best friends already. Yeah, like that they are just so ready to be friends with them instantly and so that because they feel like they've known them already with all sorts of different videos so it does make sense he doesn't have to, they don't they don't have to personally build any trust because they've already built it by the time they get the phone call and they said some of the stuff is so funny that people can pick up and remember about them just like you said you show up and they're like hey we got skittles here because we know you love skittles like yeah. what a uh what a what a fun way to be able to to market Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many comments. They aren't going to punish you when you grow. They're not going to charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're going to charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out. Rent ready. R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot and if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R 50. That's Rockstar 50. And sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at RentReady.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com with code ROCKSTAR50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. So 2020, you're out in the Bay Area. Last year, the world kind of goes haywire. What did you? What was the best thing you did to like survive, especially like at the beginning, March, April? Like by May or June, it started to open up a lot. I guess real estate wise, but still very closed down over by where you were living. But what's like what was what was the number one thing to this survive and succeed through 2020 that you found?
0: Here's the craziest thing: is it didn't really affect us much because we already were doing such online marketing, you know? And so we don't do open houses, but what we did was within a week of our area shutting down, I created two funnels uh, for open houses. One was like an open, a digital online virtual open house funnel where you can just go in on your own. The other one was like a virtual online open house funnel where you could actually sign up with a Zoom with somebody. So we, we showed people that. It's like, hey, listen, we don't do open houses. We don't work right now because it's COVID. Like we want to make sure people have a way of, you know, getting in these prop- properties. So here's our two online virtual Funnels that we've created, and people are like, "Wow, you know, you already have that." So, like, again, being different, right? Like, adapting and pivoting very, very quickly. And when you when you already have funnels in your ecosystem, because when we drive seller traffic, right? When people are like raising their hand for a CMA, then they're going to a seller seminar funnel that's got like 25 videos on, you know, about selling. We did the same thing now with just with just like the open houses. So it's just a matter of. It, honestly, it didn't affect us much because we were already had such a huge online presence. If anything, it made it easier because everybody else was freaking out and scrambling on what the heck are we going to do, you know? And we just were like business as usual.
1: So business wise, you were ahead of the curve. What about mindset wise? I guess because business was going fine, was it stressful out in out in uh, Brentwood, where we are?
0: You know, that's such a good question. I mean, for for me, like everyone said, it was the worst year of their life, and I just I didn't listen to the news. I, I feel like mindset is one of the we didn't talk about mindset, but mindset is everything I just talked about doesn't mean a thing if you don't have a good mindset. And so like for me, you know, I, I haven't lived at home since I was 13 and I grew up like I was in a group home and juvenile hall and a foster home and all these things. I've, uh, and so I realized at one point in my life how important it is needed to work on my head because, you, you know, you can get kind of screwed up not living at home since you were 13. And so I am just relentless about my mindset. And so that, that is a huge part of my success is my mindset and just my enthusiasm, my positivity It, it and the confidence, just, you know, confidence sells. And so does enthusiasm. It didn't, it was, it wasn't, there was, I, I don't know. I, I know it's terrible to say, I know it was a lot of bad things happened. My, my dad got COVID, he almost died, but, um, and he's totally perfectly healthy, now, thank goodness, but it having a strong mindset and just being positive and focusing to, cho- to choosing, choosing to focus on the, the right things has been an absolute game changer in my life. I would just put it that way. You know, We've, we've, you know, we're doing million dollar months right now, you know, in, in my business and in my role and my real estate business were great, but back when COVID hit my coaching business, like tanked, I mean, you're talking tanked. It went from hero to zero. And I mean, zero, like, Oh my God, I've got $400,000, you know, uh, payroll, and I'm making you know zero dollars ever, but it was just a matter of again adapting to the market and adapting what we were doing, and now we you know we're doing better than we ever have in our coaching business. Uh, so, but it's, it's like for-
1: so one of the so podcast listeners, you guys have been on here for a long time. We own a company called Rebus University, tons of videos and training on there for agents, and it's people sign up for monthly subscriptions, and there are dozens and dozens of videos that agents went on there and created. And this isn't an advertisement right now. You guys know that we have it, but we hardly ever talk about it anymore. But the guy, people that we interview, a lot of them teach those classes on there. But in April, like first week of April, we had like 90% of our subscribers cancel. Like call, it's like 90% of people that were on auto renewal were like, oh my gosh, I can't sell real estate anymore. I'm going to be broke. Everybody looks at their credit card statement and says, oh, I can't afford the 99 bucks a month anymore or 49. It's not, it's not expensive. When it comes to like investing and, and learning, it's not expensive, but so many people, you know, they, they start learning and they start cutting all that off. So I can, I, I'm not surprised that your coaching company took a big, because at the beginning when people like, I can't sell houses anyway. Yeah. So why do I need this? The people that really, uh, the people that need coaching, struggle to, especially the beginning of COVID, we're struggling to be able to afford it, classes, anything else like that. And the people that were doing great in real estate didn't need it because they had so much stuff going on. They couldn't even take a class if they wanted to. I was thinking that the opposite at the beginning. I'm like, you guys have plenty of time right now to sit and yeah. take classes, like sharpen your tool and do that. But people were, str- I mean, I fire sold some houses. I was scared when it first happened. Like I was like, what's going to happen to the market? I had just bought this new house that I'm in right now. And I was thinking, I wish I hadn't bought that. I wish I had my money. But what a, what a regret. I was regretting. And then two months later, I was totally regretting that my kids weren't sharing rooms and that we had this, this new house that they were in. So funny thing as that works out. But yeah, I think mindset is the biggest thing with 2020 for survival, I think, was mindset. And one big thing that I think it taught us was diversification. One of my businesses uh, totally has not done well since, since COVID hit. Other, what, what kind of business is it? So it's one of our, our foreclosure listing business. So the, and the reason that that has done and me buying foreclosures. So I would personally buy 15 to 20 houses on the courthouse steps every month. Um, and we would do that and I would keep them as rentals and that was out in Texas. So January, February, March, the months before the, everything got shut down, we were buying 15 to 20 a month on the courthouse steps. One of the results of uh, the pandemic was they did a foreclosure moratorium where seventy five percent of the foreclosures posted right now are on hold. So 75 percent of the normal numbers haven't happened. Well, when all of a sudden you have you know three you know seventy five percent of your op- op- opportunity goes away, I couldn't successfully buy anymore because it doesn't make sense. It, just like you said, overhead, it doesn't make sense to go to auction just to buy one. It's such a we have to really gear up to go that we have to buy five, 10, 15 to make it worth it. So yeah. At one but,
0: time or just like throughout the month?
1: So well, auction in Texas is one day a month. So the, it's crazy. Oh. Same numbers as California. You and I were talking about foreclosure in California. So we'll have so on uh, next week in Bear County, San Antonio, there's 450 houses scheduled for that day, for that morning. And they go through them all that morning, and then you don't have them the rest of the month. So the so we would go in that day and buy, you know, all over. But are place. you
0: guys like you have to be going there and having runners? check to see if they're occupied or not or burnt down or whatever else you <laughs> don't you
1: that's what i mean so that's why if you're doing it for 20 houses it's worth driving you have drivers to go to 500 houses you've got title you've got all this stuff yeah
0: you're oh my god by
1: one so we've bought less than 10 houses at auction since since COVID hit. so that business has really struggled during COVID. our subscription company where we sell the foreclosure list has been fine but it just goes to show i've had i have a bunch of different businesses my rental collections went way up on the houses that we did own. So diversification, having more than one way to get a lead, having more than one way to make income was my big lesson last year.
0: Yeah. It's uh, just hard though doing so many things. Like right, like right now I'm, you know, I, I'm building my EXP organization. I'm building my coaching organization. I'm building, it's like, it's so, sometimes I feel like, oh, you know.
1: There's, and there's obviously pros. It's there for, I will tell people you should diversify. And for And the you out there listening, there's just as many people that will tell you, no, you need to focus. You need to focus and niche down because you got to get really good at something first. And I agree with, I agree with both of them. I agree with like find the thing that works the best and just do that and don't do the others. But then I, I was really glad too, that I, that I had that diversification. I don't know what the proper balance is, but I like having options. And I got to
0: say one thing about realtors and this is really sad is that most real estate agents, they don't have They only have real estate and like how many real estate retirement parties do you go to? Nobody can, can retire because, and they work their butts off, but they haven't, most realtors have not created wealth for themselves. And so the second that they stop, everything stops. And so like, I'm, I'm turning 50 this summer and, you know, thank goodness I'm great, but I have some friends that are my age and they have no 401k, no retirement. And it's just like, it, scares me to death to think of what they're going to be like. They're going to be, you know, 80 years old, having to stop, you know, leave Christmas dinner to go show a house. I just, I just, it just, it just scares me for them, you know? So I, I do think that other agents need more than, than just real estate because otherwise they're never going to be able to retire.
1: Yeah. Over the last year, one of the biggest, all you listeners know it. One of the biggest things we've been saying is if nothing else, an easy thing is to become a real estate investor. If you're an agent and you start making revenue, it's really easy to start buying some houses as investments because that's very similar niche. It's a very similar skill set that helps you get the deals. And it's something that can last at times when you can't go do that commission. So building a business, building other, a- Chris, this has been awesome. Like the, we're, we're out of time that, that flew through as we were talking, but so you've got your coaching program. If people want what's the name of your podcast?
0: It's a fired up F I R E D fired up with Krista Mayshore
1: fired up with Krista Mayshore. What do you guys do on the podcast? What, what we
0: interview, know? like we interview other agents. We just we just do like you know, I talk sometimes various different things. You know, All sorts uh, of stuff. so I know marketing. Gonna,
1: they're going to come listen to your podcast. They're going to come find you. So, Krista Mayshore Coaching. What is the best way for them to reach out to you if they want to know more about any of the stuff that you're doing?
0: So, I have a a ninety seven dollar um, two day coaching event that I do every month. It's live. It's virtually live. It's ninety seven bucks. It's like fifteen hours of everything we just talked about, like, like teaching you how and going all the way through it. And people love it. Like we just have, we get, we've had hundreds and hundreds of just people like this is the best two days ever. So you just go to kristamayshore.com slash forward slash the number two days live. So kristamayshore.com forward slash two days live. And it's once a month, it's two, two days. And I would say book your calendar, like do not make any appointments because we're going to teach you how to get a lot more. So thanks for letting me talk about that. That's awesome
1: yeah no the i'm sure people will go your way thanks for providing so much value the i know that i we very seldom so many people will say can we come get on the podcast and i say i only interview agents i only interview active agents that can provide a lot of value there were so many tips you gave our people today so krista thanks for coming on the show i can't wait to get on on your podcast later uh,
0: i know I'm, we're gonna book you right now you're gonna be and this is such a fun conversational podcast i had a great time
1: yeah i had a great time too real estate rock stars thanks for listening